You're listening and watching Rashkin Report. This is Yuri Rashkin, and I am excited to welcome you to this program. First of all, thank you for being here. Uh, sometimes these conversations occur in English whenever the opportunity allows. And I'm excited to have another one of these. Uh, just, you know, I, I, I can tell the conversation beforehand that it's going to be good. And I'm excited that you're here. So thank you. Anyway, subscribe to the channel. Support this on Patreon. Rashkin Report. My guest today is Vasily Gatov. Vasily is a media analytic or analyst, media analyst, but really he is so much more than that. And uh, he's been involved in media management businesses uh, in Russia. Uh, he works with Annenberg Communication Center at USC here. Um, he lives in Massachusetts. And uh, first of all, Vasily, welcome to the program. Can you hear me? All right. Uh, I don't know. You can, you, you can hear me. Okay, good, yeah. good, good. Just making sure. All right. Okay. So it's interesting because we could talk about so many different things. There's, uh, there's a new president in the United States. Uh, and uh, there was an old president, and I can't remember his name, but something starting with a letter, I can't remember. Anyway, um, we'll let law enforcement deal with that. But um, I think the really the big event that is upon us now, politically, news-wise speaking, are the major protests that are scheduled to occur in Russia this weekend, the Saturday, Jan January 23rd, and, you know, give or take, because I was looking to get another guest on this program from Moscow, and the person said, no, sorry, the situation's a little tense, uh, or more than a little tense, and, and I can't. So, oh, you, uh, yeah, so... What are your thoughts? Well, um, Russia is facing probably the most significant uh, political uprising since uh, 2011, 2012. Uh, it, uh, it, it is different from uh, the protests uh, a decade ago because uh, those were um, connected with the irregularities or falsification during electoral process, uh, and people uh, were, as in many countries where elections are held and democracies uh, and method of government, uh, and the people were kind of genuinely angry that their voices were not counted, their opinion was not uh, heard. Uh, and, uh, and well, falsified. Uh, today, what uh, happened in Russia is uh, very different because it's a person-related protest because Alexei Navalny, who uh, is a prominent critic of Putin regime, anti-corruption activist and um, politician, uh, has been first poisoned with uh, uh, military-grade chemicals in Russia in August. Uh, he managed to survive. Uh, and while being on treatment and rehabilitation in Germany, he uh, 
made a, an astonishing investigation on his own poisoning uh, with the help of um, uh, international research group Bellingcat that uh, analyzed um, uh, OSINT uh, data and helped uh, to determine who uh, were in charge of poison of Navalny. Uh, then he bravely, heroically, decided to return to Russia uh, amid a direct threat to his life and freedom. Uh, his the decision to return caused organizational panic in Moscow. Uh, the plane he used to fly from Berlin was diverted from one Moscow airport to another, creating a almost dramatic situation in airspace around the city. And uh, as soon as he kind of reached the border of Russian Federation in the second airport, he was arrested. And then the police who detained him organized a literally monkey trial against all the rules and principles of Russian judiciary system. And he was uh, sentenced to uh, kind of 30 days of preliminary arrest uh, taken to one of the most secure Moscow prisons. Uh, but almost immediately after that, he did something that he never done before. He published a film and a huge investigation uh, about Putin's palace in uh, the city of town of Glenjik on um, uh, Russian shores of Black Sea uh, on the Caucasus side of the Black Sea. Uh, this was not 100% original investigation. It summarized and, uh, and exploited a lot of uh, previously reported data about this uh, palace, but what it did this this investigation it also created uh, a, a very clear and simple message that, uh, interestingly enough, was heard by the younger generations of Russia. And uh, as soon as Alexei was arrested. Uh, there began calls for a protest on Saturday, January 23, uh, in order to express disgust with the actions of the government and uh, demand the freedom for Alexei and, um, well, whatever can be demanded in this case. And, and, and the thing is that uh, unlike all previous protests, uh, the planned event tomorrow uh, is being totally, almost unilaterally, uh, unanimously supported by the Russian youth. Uh, the, the subject, because Russian kids are not different from, from American kids, they use TikTok as major tool of communications. Uh, as of now, there is more than one 
trillion views of political videos on TikTok that discuss the uh, events on the 23rd and what they are going to do there. Uh, it is grossly outnumbering everything else. Navalny's film about Navalny's film investigation about Putin's um, uh, Putin's palace. Uh, just I, I I I took a look on uh, YouTube stats uh, half an hour ago. Exceeded fifty-eight million views in less than three days. Uh, that that's kind of. It's only music videos from BDC that can compete with this. So we are facing an absolutely unknown for tomorrow. Uh, we don't understand how many people and children will take the street. We know that the Russian officials, especially police and um, other law enforcement are acting hysterically, arresting Navalny's uh, uh, associates and uh, uh, banning uh, whatever they can ban. Uh, Russia-controlled social network Kontakte have uh, censored almost all conversation about that. Uh, and Russia threatening other social networks with huge fines and um, uh, and even block blocks in Russia uh, for, for the distribution of their of their content. So that's that's a big thing that uh, may happen tomorrow. And uh, first of all, I hope it will not be violent from either side. And second, it will be it will have consequences. It will have what? And I mean, I, I just want to stop here. Um, it will have. Did you say it will have consequence, or it will have? There will be. It will have consequences. All right. Uh, Con all right. Uh, that's that's case, kind of what I was I mean, thinking. All right. Well, uh, that, this was a great conversation. Thank you for watching. No, just kidding. Uh, I think Vasily just really did a fantastic job of laying out. Uh, summarizing the conversation we just had in Russian about this topic. And uh, now I am uh, nervously thinking of what is the next question that I can ask, because we know this is the cause is Mr. Navalny. Uh, we know that he's amazingly managed to, uh, I don't know, uh, energize a group, a large group, a generation of youth. And now they are coming out to tomorrow after having watched his video, which was like, you know, if you think at the number of minutes watched, because, you know, YouTube calculates it that way, too, uh, then considering that Navalny video is like two hours long and BTC videos are quite a bit shorter then you know, stats probably could be even even greater. But nonetheless, either way, uh, it's going to be people out tomorrow in the middle of winter in Russia. This can lead to what good things? No. Um, is so let's let's look at this really. The goal is to liberate Mr. Navalny, correct? Will it occur? What do you think? Uh, well I, I think I think I think it's broader. Uh, uh, the liberation uh, physical liberation of Navalny and his associates is an important part of this. But mostly, uh, 
younger generation of Russia, I think, demands Putin's uh, power system to make a step back, to allow more free and substantial political conversation in the country, including elections. So especially uh, because we'll have, Russia will have uh, parliamentary actions in September and the whole campaign starts in less than one month. Uh, Vasily, well, are, Russian, you telling me, are you telling uh, me about real elections in Russia? Am I, am I missing something? No, I mean, the, the problem is not that are they real or not. The problem is that uh, Putin's uh, government has, in last 10 years, established numerous limitations to uh, all political freedoms for Russians. I mean, starting from uh, acute limitations of uh, free speech. Uh, I mean, I'm, I, I usually use the example uh, of uh, chapter four of Russian media law that um, uh, originally was uh, named uh, kind of limits of free speech or uh, in, 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 I don't remember how to say it in English. Uh, inadmissibility of the violations of freedom of speech. And when the law was written in 1991, uh, the whole list of uh, issues that Russian media law kind of called inadmissible in terms of you couldn't, you couldn't use them in press or in open uh, public conversation uh, has 31 words. And that was clearly a copy of what the European Declaration of Human Rights uh, has been including the same number of issues. I mean, you can't propagate war, you cannot call for violence, you cannot um, uh, kind of disgrace people of other race or ethnicity or, uh, or religion. So it was 31 words totally in this article. Uh, they started to edit it, edit in terms of add to it. Uh, with the very first days of Putin's government. Uh, and now this Article 4 that limits freedom of speech in Russia has six, 1,680 words. So you can, you can say a lot in 16, you can say a lot in those 1,600 words. Yes, yes, yes. It was expanded cr cr critically uh, uh, including things like you cannot speak about uh, suicide in Russia. You cannot explain what happened with the person who committed suicide. You cannot speak about, uh, you cannot criticize religion in any form, except those religions that government wants to criticize. You cannot, uh, because you can offend the feelings of the believer. Uh, you cannot. You Feeling, write, feelings of believers are a very real thing in Russia. Yeah, and so on and so on. Uh, mm. and, and also, it's not the only law that, that limits freedom of speech. I mean, there's 
extremist legislation, uh, legislation on um, uh, uh, who can own or manage mass media. Uh, so there's quite a number of that. But as far as elections are concerned, uh, Russia has probably the most extensive list of uh, exclusions uh, in passive uh, election rights. So they list about 25 categories of people who cannot uh, be elected uh, as official or as, um, as a representative. Uh, most of these exclusions were done literally, personally for Navalny to exclude uh, him from participating in electoral process. Uh, and so on and so forth. Uh, so I think the younger generation who was pretty ignorant to political issues before, primarily, primarily because they, they really didn't have either right to vote or interest in changing things. Uh, to be honest, I mean, Russia uh, as a, a country, as a place to live, uh, changed dramatically to better in the first two decades of uh, this century. Uh, and could that just be? Could that just be due to lack of uh, war? There was no lack war. You war, know, it's peace. Economic expansion. Yeah. Yeah. Economic expansion. Uh, uh, interest to catch up with the newest technologies. Uh, from government to uh, to transportation, from uh, urban planning to communication. That, uh, I mean, even if you would, would, would take a very discreet look on what life in Russia was in 2000 and in 2021, definitely, I mean, we, we, we can find places that where life got worse. But in 90.9.9% of places, uh, life got better. And especially when kids were apolitical, when they didn't really look into political issues, uh, for them, I mean, the, especially in the cities, country was modernizing, country was opening up things that were important for teenagers, like Music, whatever, whatever music you dream about, phones, whatever phones you want, uh, internet, cheap, free, ubiquitous, uh, <coughs> nightlife, perfect, uh, 24-7. Moscow is more than New York City that never sleeps. Uh, uh, but then they just, re then they came to the age, this massive generation that were born since 1998, <clears throat> they came to age understanding that except of the niceties of life, I mean, the easiness of life, there's something more. There is uh, their political opinion. There is their desire to have their representatives. It's the... Uh, it's it's a bit like taxation without representation, 
problem. But uh, uh, but here is um, you cannot rule us without us being represented, and and that happened within the next last two years. <coughs> what, is the me- what is the what is the media? Some some of some of the social scientists predicted that about between 20, 2017 and twenty twenty, um, Russia will undergo a major democratic graphical shift with uh, generation below 35, so generations that never seen Soviet Union take a majority, and it happened. So what we see now, uh, and tomorrow will be very strong demonstration of that, uh, I believe, uh, is that the younger generations just want their voice heard. And, uh, and that's A, very important, B, very worrisome, because we know that Russian government tends to react violently on this thing. Uh, so I, I would expect a huge pattern of possible outcomes from uh, kind of a peaceful happening to clashes 1968 type to something worse like tenement. So I wouldn't exclude anything, but I just, I want it would be. No, actually there is a possibility you are excluding. One possibility you're excluding is that these uh, high schoolers, which it sounds like we're talking about is high schoolers are going to attack uh, these big, you know, special forces that are supposed to be there. That's really seems to be like the only thing that's probably not gonna happen just in general as, protests in, in Russia have, have shown. The, what, what is the age, do you think, will be of these protesters afterwards, these TikTokers, you know? Well, I think it would be a pattern of people between 15 and 22. They would be a majority there. What is the most they can want? And I mean, they want Navalny free. They're not going to get that, probably. No, they, 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 they want more than that. They... they, they the freedom for Navalny is is a nice reason to make all other um, political it's a cause. It's demands. a cause of the hero. Yeah, it, yeah. It's like it's like a um, uh, a trigger, and, and and then it immediately turns into. I mean, like if you if if if, if even if you not, I mean, if you read what people investigate within Russian TikTok, I mean. It immediately caused clashes, clashes, no, well, word, verbal clashes with teachers. Uh, uh, children are really demanding uh, more than just freedom for Navalny. They, they want, uh, they want depolitization of schools. Uh, they want uh, freedom of discussion within schools. They want to fight with school administration or college administrations who started immediately to uh, threaten them that they would be um, dismissed, excluded from school if they participate in, 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 in tomorrow, uh, tomorrow's event. Is, is this uh, protest and- a move of desperation? No, uh, so far no. And and this is this is a very kind of good 
point, uh, the, the country, if Russia would be a desperate country, Russians would be desperate society, uh, that would be terribly dangerous. And that would definitely lead to clashes with the special forces. Uh, Russia is not desperate society. Russia is society that tries to still negotiate with those who held power uh, on, on more uh, open, more kind of just, uh, more logical way of living and governing. Uh, and, 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 and here's a big difference between like dramatic dramatization of this picture that happens in uh, Russian oppositional kind of columnist brains on one hand and some Western analytics, especially American analytics, who kind of overestimate uh, this kind of desperation that, that is in Russia. No, there is there's no desperation. There is, uh, it, it, this is a state, yet stable society. Vasily, then um, in a remaining couple of minutes that we have, I'd like to ask you a big question. Um, this protest is going to involve younger people who are concerned about younger people's needs and whether they can be or not addressed, who knows? You are an adult. What do you think will be is the likeliest outcome of what's going to happen across Russia uh, on Saturday, January 23rd? for us here now tomorrow? Um, well, as always, the likeliest outcome will be nothing. So nothing important, no changes. The sides, each side in this confrontation, both uh, government forces and uh, protesters would come stay against each other, uh, talk, have minor kind of security issues between them uh, with probably, I don't know, for Moscow, several hundred people uh, being detained for nothing. Uh, and the government would try to kind of push this protest down because this is the only, the only way for them to not back up, not kind of go for negotiation, uh, but just, I, I don't know how to say it in English. Yeah, I mean, like, slowly. Just pump the of, brakes, slow. pump the brakes, and slow it down. Pump the brakes, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, um, uh, but on the other hand, I mean, even this would be recognized as an opening door for further protest. So, what I expect as the most significant outcome that this younger generation would, I don't know, would like the air of the square, as we would say, yeah, I mean, as we say in Russian, and if they do really like it, then it, that, then it moves to the next stage. Uh, what slogans, what plans, what programs, what ideas they would support. And it's a big challenge for everybody, 
It's a big challenge for Navalny, but it's this similarly big challenge for people who uh, seem to support Putin. Because, I mean, if they will stay at this current uh, monolithic idea that Putin is Russia, Russia is Putin, uh, they, they lost. They already lost. If they're ready to discuss, if they're ready to bargain about what is the future of Russia, that would be the beginning of like future. Because uh, I think it was Alexander Morozov who uh, did a, ex explain that Russia is the country of the present. I mean, everybody wants to keep present, uh, not not go to the future, not go to the past, just just be in the present. Uh, and uh, so, 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 so my expectation is that whatever happens tomorrow will open doors for the future. Uh, interesting. Thank you so much, uh, Vasily. Um, I was uh, thinking, actually, as, as you were speaking, describing the society living in the present, what an ironic twist on a classic Buddhist concept, uh, you know, because rather than just think of them being in the moment, they are living in the moment. And, and that is uh, and to, the next moment will be this weekend. Um, I'd like to thank my guest, Vasily Gathev, a media analyst, and so much more, who uh, spoke with us today from Massachusetts. Uh, this is Yuri Rashkin. You've been watching Rashkin Report. Please remember to subscribe for interesting conversations in, the, in, in English and in Russian. Until we meet again, thank you so much and take care.